0: Section eleven of report on the investigation into Russian interference in the twenty sixteen presidential election. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox org. Report on the investigation into Russian interference in the twenty sixteen presidential election by Robert Mueller. Section eleven. INTRODUCTION TO VOLUME 2 INTRODUCTION TO VOLUME 2 This report is submitted to the Attorney General pursuant to 28 CFR, Section 600.8C, which states that, At the conclusion of the Special Counsel's work, he shall provide the Attorney General a confidential report explaining the prosecution or declination decisions the Special Counsel reached. beginning in twenty seventeen the president of the united states took a variety of actions toward the ongoing fbi investigation into russia's interference in the twenty sixteen presidential election and related matters that raised questions about whether he had obstructed justice the order appointing the special counsel gave this office jurisdiction to investigate matters that arose directly from the fbi's russia investigation including whether the president had obstructed justice in connection with russia related investigations the special counsel's jurisdiction also covered potentially obstructive acts related to the special counsel's investigation itself this volume of our report summarizes our obstruction of justice investigation of the President. We first describe the considerations that guided our obstruction of justice investigation and then provide an overview of this volume. First, a traditional prosecution or declination decision entails a binary determination to initiate or decline a prosecution, but we determine not to make a traditional prosecutorial judgment. The Office of Legal Counsel (OLC) has issued an opinion finding that quote, "the indictment or criminal prosecution of a sitting president would impermissibly undermine the capacity of the executive branch to perform its constitutionally assigned functions" unquote, in violation of quote, "the constitutional separation of powers." Unquote. Given the role of the special counsel as an attorney in the Department of Justice and the framework of the special counsel regulations c twenty eight u s c section five fifteen twenty eight cFr section six hundred point seven a this office accepted olc's legal conclusion for the purpose of exercising prosecutorial jurisdiction and apart from olc's constitutional view we recognized that a federal criminal accusation against a sitting president would place burdens on the president's capacity to govern and potentially preempt constitutional processes for addressing presidential misconduct. Second, while the OLC opinion concludes that a sitting president may not be prosecuted, it recognizes that a criminal investigation during the president's term is permissible the olc opinion also recognizes that a president does not have immunity after he leaves office and if individuals other than the president committed an obstruction offense they may be prosecuted at this time given those considerations the facts known to us and the strong public interest in safeguarding the integrity of the criminal justice system we conducted a thorough factual investigation in order to preserve the evidence when memories were fresh and documentary materials were available third we considered whether to evaluate the conduct we investigated under the justice manual standards governing prosecution and declination decisions but we determined not to apply an approach that could potentially result in a judgment that the president committed crimes the threshold step under the Justice Manual standards is to assess whether a person's conduct quote, constitutes a federal offense. Unquote. U.S. Department of Justice Justice Manual Section Nine Dash Twenty Seven Point Two Two Zero Two Thousand Eighteen Justice Manual. Fairness concerns counseled against potentially reaching that judgment when no charges can be brought the ordinary means for an individual to respond to an accusation is through a speedy and public trial with all the procedural protections that surround a criminal case an individual who believes he was wrongly accused can use that process to seek to clear his name in contrast a prosecutor's judgment that crimes were committed but that no charges will be brought affords no such adversarial opportunity for public name-clearing before an impartial adjudicator concerns about the fairness of such a determination would be heightened in the case of a sitting president where a federal prosecutor's accusation of a crime even in an internal report, could carry consequences that extend beyond the realm of criminal justice. OLC noted similar concerns about sealed indictments. Even if an indictment were sealed during the president's term, OLC reasoned, quote, It would be very difficult to preserve an indictment's secrecy. Unquote. And if an indictment became public, quote, The stigma and opprobrium could imperil the President's ability to govern. Although a prosecutor's internal report would not represent a formal public accusation akin to an indictment, the possibility of the report's public disclosure and the absence of a neutral adjudicatory forum to review its findings counseled against potentially determining that the person's conduct constitutes a federal offense, Justice Manual, Section 9-27.220. Fourth, if we had confidence after a thorough investigation of the facts that the President clearly did not commit obstruction of justice, we would so state. Based on the facts and the applicable legal standards, however, we are unable to reach that judgment. The evidence we obtained about the President's actions and intent presents difficult issues that prevent us from conclusively determining that no criminal conduct occurred. Accordingly, while this report does not conclude that the President committed a crime, it also does not exonerate him. This report on our investigation consists of four parts. Section 1 provides an overview of obstruction of justice principles and summarizes certain investigatory and evidentiary considerations. Section 2 sets forth the factual results of our obstruction investigation and analyzes the evidence. Section 3 addresses statutory and constitutional defenses. Section 4 states our conclusion. End of Section 11 Recording by Amy Conger, San Francisco, California.